Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. Welcome to Hagman. It's the Hagman Report for today. It's Monday, December 12th, 2022. I have a lot of information to get to. I'm going to start right out right now. Here we go again. Again, that's right. Prepare for lockdowns. Prepare for pushback by the deep state, by the deep state globalists, because they got something planned for you. And it's not good. You see people's uprisings everywhere. Well, not quite everywhere. Um, but, but enough, uh, specifically I'm, I'm referencing now Brazil. I'm going to be talking about Brazil because I spent the weekend, much of the weekend speaking to someone in uh, a couple of different, well, actually two people in two different cities in Brazil. And, um, uh, l- let me tell you, Brazil is on the brink. Um, there will be martial law in Brazil without, I, I believe it to, to take, that'll take place here anytime. And, uh, it's, it, it, it is, a te- oh my goodness. If you would take a transparency of, um, events that transpired over the 2020 election and overlay that with the election that took place in Brazil this past October 30th, it would be the same, essentially the same players, the same mechanisms, modes, and everything else, except except the sitting president, Bolsonaro, is not, uh, shall we say, is not happy about losing to rigged machines, uh, not happy about losing to the party of Davos, about turning his country over to a communist uh framework but biden and and jake sullivan they're ecstatic jake sullivan of course biden's uh, national security advisor biden himself is ecstatic about it and uh, they think they think that all of latin and uh, south america ultimately will turn communist and that's their goal so the entire western hemisphere including u.s and canada will turn into communism so a lot of information to get into but first you see the party of Davos, the communist, the Luciferian, uh, now I'm not going to even use the word elite, uh, slugs. You know, the people that want you to get the slab jab. Um, well, I got to tell you, they got something coming for you. Okay. This was reported, I believe, by Summit News. Um, if not, my apologies. But uh, you, rem- you remember event 201, right? That that took place like immediately before the SARS-CoV-2 Wuhan Chinese Communist Party virus was released into the wild. Compliments of Fauci, compliments of, um, oh, who else? You know, Xing, she's, yeah, Xi Zingli, the bat lady over there in Wuhan. Compliments of University of Chapel Hill, North Carolina and uh, Columbia and places in Canada. Thank you very much. And of course, all under the, uh, under uh, DARPA and ARPA uh, framework. And by the way, hat tip to Steve Quayle, who appeared with uh, Alex Jones on Saturday. In case you missed it, man, I'll tell you what, what an informational download there was with uh, Steve Quayle on InfoWars on Saturday. All right. Let's go to video one. Here we go again. Bill Gates, John Hopkins, and the WHO just simulated another pandemic. That's right. Hey, here it is. Event 201 Redux. Go ahead. Officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region, Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. The pandemic in this type of situation and trend 
would be a risk for the global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have not spoken on the leadership in country. And I think that we need to be also very careful. We cannot decide a lot of things without the leaders be involved and agree on that. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Training those that are in these areas first, enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. At this stage, communication is key. And communication should include not just scientists with data, but also social, religious, and political leaders. Trust. This is an essential issue. And trust was broken among countries, between populations and healthcare systems, between healthcare systems and governments. I'm very sorry to say that in uh, 2025, we need to strengthen the health system. WHO needs to be a voice for the voiceless. No one is safe until all of us are safe. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. Countless millions are alive, but left with paralysis or brain damage. The most successful countries are those which invested in preparedness and trained for this moment years in advance. This included having full-time pandemic preparedness and response teams, which conducted detailed operational planning and routinely tested those plans through exercises and drills. If more countries had participated and heeded the guidance, the toll might have been much less. Yeah. Uh, that's just a little tidbit. Of course, a fictional scenario of uh, Sears. All right. I, again, a respiratory virus, but uh, three years to the day. And by the way, the source on that was Life Z. That's Life Z. And it's interesting as I look at this, the template again is the same. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, I'm an idiot. Okay, let's not be idiots. Let's realize what's going on here, and let's realize that they are going for lockdowns. Uh, already lockdowns. We're starting to see increased calls for lockdowns in Los Angeles. He had a mayor sworn in in L.A., of course. It was masks everywhere. You know, it was, it was just absolutely incredible. And, of course, how they're pushing the slab jabs. No, no, no. All right. So, so to what end? To, to what end are we seeing this? Okay. It's the World Economic Forum. It's the communist takeover of the world by a small group of people. There are more of us, if we get off of our asses, if we wake up, there's more of us than there are of them. And, and we should take kind of a, a page out of the Brazilian handbook about how to handle things. Again, more on that later. I, I, I just talking with people in Brazil, uh, I was going to have someone on uh, today. They're a couple of hours ahead. And uh, frankly, the man is, is afraid for his, well, I'm not gonna, he's afraid for his life. I'm afraid for his life, I guess is a, a better better way of saying things. Um, I, I stopped there because I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking about the um, friendship. All right, all right. So, so the World Economic Forum is coming after not just you. Obviously, it, it's you. But, hey, what else are they coming after? They're coming after your pets. Page one in the show notes. Go to HagmanReport.com. That's Hagman, two N's, HagmanReport.com. And, and, folks, if you like what you hear, if you think that you're walking away from this a little bit more knowledgeable, do me a favor. Post this on your social network feed, whether it's Gab, Truth Social, Getter, parlor, 
and even if you're a conservative on Twitter, more on that. But uh, put up page one there. This is a, a tweet. Klaus Schwab and World Economic Forum is not coming for your pets. Like hell you are, okay? You can come for, you, you know, <laughs> at what point do we say no? No, no, no. Yeah, Wall Street Silver, of course, put this up. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum is not coming for your pets. WF wants to slaughter millions of pets, cats, and dogs to fight climate change. Now, there are numerous articles about this. This is not a parody. And, and of course, uh, CNN and other mainstream media pieces of crap uh, are, are saying, well, you know, the, the pets, um, we've got ideas for, for smaller paw print, uh, paw carbon print, carbon paw print, what I say, whatever that is. They're insane. These people are friggin' insane. And we shouldn't listen to one word they say. All right, this is uh, video two. You know, not only are they coming for you, not only are they coming for your kids, not only are they coming for your pets, but as you know, they're coming for the cars that you drive. And again, if I want to drive a muscle car, I'm going to drive a muscle car. If I'm going to, if I want to drive a car that gets three miles to a gallon, that's my friggin' business, not yours, Schwab. Especially when you guys fly around in private jets, and you know what I mean. None of this is anything new, folks. Right? None of it's new. And of course, the lip service that it does gain on mainstream media, this in particular, Fox News, Maria Bartiromo. Let's play clip number two in the show notes under video two. Here it is. The World Economic Forum is now looking to reduce ownership of private vehicles. Yes, the forum claiming that this is a way to reduce global reliance on critical metals like cobalt and lithium as they make a push toward green energy. Digging, give up your car, why don't you? Yeah, the World Economic Forum sponsors that little get-together, that boondoggle in Davos every year. Why do major private CEOs even go to that thing? If this is, these are the policies that the World Economic Forum are espousing, they're essentially saying trying to take away your free will. Oh, you can't drive a car. And again, trying to apply uh, the ideas out of Europe onto the United States. Europe has a lot of mass transit. It's a very small continent. And North America, not so much. So stick that idea where the sun doesn't shine. Well, I have gone to Davos for 20 years for the World Economic Forum, and it's always been an incredible opportunity to hobnob with the leaders of the world. It is incredibly well attended every year. Uh, So for some reason, everybody's getting together globally. It has been the place that all of these people meet every year. You're right. Leo, your (laughs) thoughts on the ideas of going green and taking away your private vehicle? Well, obviously, when we think about the history of motor vehicles, cars and other transportation, it has lifted millions, hundreds of millions of people out of poverty and has changed the dynamic of how we all live and the quality of our lives. So yes, while we all want a clean economy and we want a uh, you know a climate that is sustainable, the reality is that a collapsing economy isn't the answer. So there has to be a balance. And unfortunately, in today's bifurcated world, we get a little bit too much extremism. So hopefully we can bring some sense back into it. Yeah, by the way, those CEOs that go to Davos, many of them, they go on their own private jet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have an idea. Here's my idea. Eric the Tech, do you have any extra nukes laying around? Davos. Sure. Some some tatter nukes? Uh, <laughs> tatter nukes. Oh, you had to be with us last week. But but I, 
But I'll tell you this, okay? Um, a group of oligarchs that used that have used Ukraine as their uh, money laundering country, all right, is not going to tell me, Eric, my family, or my kids or grandkids the generations that come after me what to do and i will look i have no problem saying this on air i will go out on fire okay i will go out in a blaze if i have to to stop this from happening if 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 these punks these pukes these maggots think that they're going to rule over us no can you tell can you tell i didn't quite get my necessary sleep last night it's normal i'll tell you what i was again you know talking to people from brazil i'm gonna be getting into that of course um another thing now you know i i, I opened with this sears um this was the event that took place on october 23rd 2022 that fictional thing i opened with right well, you know Fauci's gone. Fauci, gone. But he's not really gone because he's like he's like walking out the door, but stopping in every news station he can stop at, every newspaper he can stop at to glorify himself and potentially insulate himself from the bad press. He well, not bad press. What's wrong with me when I say that? The truth. He's trying to insulate himself from the truth. And you know who he left in charge? The deputy uh, of NAIAD, Hugh Auchincloss. Hugh Auchincloss, if that name sounds familiar, he appears much, many, many, many times in the uh, COVID files, okay? Hugh Auchincloss is the guy that Fauci turned to and said, hey, Man, we got to stop the story about a lab leak. We got to do something. Hey, Huey. Hey, Huey. Get Dewey and Louie. I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. Give me five minutes. Well, you know what? I wouldn't last five minutes. Give me 30 seconds, and, and then the younger guys can take over. But, but here's the thing. You know, the thing. They're going to do it again. And they're going to mandate the slab jabs, the insecticide. And if they don't, or if you don't cooperate, they're going to, they're going to throw you in a gulag. Oh, but they don't have to do that. They, they, they're going to have you in a digital gulag. That's right. Because everything is going digital. Digital IDs. Remember the Real ID Act? Oh, what a great idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think about this. The um, digital IDs now, not only are you going to have your medical information, but your banking information. They don't like what you're buying, what what you're doing with your money. They can turn you off just like they could take you off Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And by the way, Every time I walk by that YouTube plaque that we got for, what, 100,000 plus subscribers, I just want to take a 44 Magnum and put a bullet right through that thing. And that motivates me every day to, to fight against these globalists. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to take that out to the range. I am. And, Yet and, if you come across the border, <laughs> don't worry about your ID. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Speaking Boy, I'll tell you, you, you might get me riled up, don't you? Hey, Huey. <sighs> yeah, do some research on Hugh Auchincloss. What a putz that guy is. Um, more of the same. Fauci 2.0, actually. All right. Let me get to this. This is, I don't want to say complicated, but it is. It, it, I mean, it's not really complicated. It's simple. But the events are complicated. All right. There's probably few people on the planet uh, that really know what's going on on the ground than Matthew Termand, T-Y-R-M-A-N-D, in uh, Brazil. And he's he, he did a... Uh, this is not 
I don't believe this is, I don't know where this is posted. I, I came across this. I had to look for this. Uh, it was, it's on Getter, but um, he referenced it on a couple of appearances on um, uh, the War Room, but he knows what's going on in Brazil. Here's the Cliff Notes version, my explanation. Okay, you got two guys. You got Louise, Louise Inacio Lula da Silva, Silva, 77-year-old guy. I'm going to say that one more time. Louise Inacio Lula da Silva. Da Silva, otherwise known as Lula, for obvious reasons. Speak English. Write English. <laughs> Tatters. Okay. He was president of... Uh, 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 he was... Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, a, B, yeah. C... Hang, hang, hang on a minute. All right. So you got him, and then you've got Jair Bolsonaro. Now, think of Lula as a more competent Biden or a Biden Sanders clone. Now, I'm kind of giving you no, 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 a Biden Castro clone. Okay, that's Lula. To me. Again, this is my explanation. After talking a lot of hours, people from Brazil. By the way, satellite phone store, way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bivy stick. Thank you. Go to sat123. Tell them Doug Hagman sent you. Or go to stevequail.com. Click on the link to the satellite phone store and uh, get the uh, special the, the bivy sticks and the sat phones. But I'm going to tell you something. Okay, that's the way to communicate. Okay, so you got two guys. Luis Inacio Lula da Silva, 77 years old, and Bolsonaro. Now, Lula. Lula has an interesting past. Back in 78, uh, 78 to 80, he led major working strikes. Kind of reminds me of a Bernie Sanders slash... Oh, insert uh, Bernie Sanders, Che Guevara kind of guy. In 1980, he helped start the Workers' Party. Huh. Wonder if that's a constitutional party. There's that putz right there. There's Lula, the putz right there on your screen. Now, in July 2017, that putz, Lula, was convicted of money laundering and corruption, as most socialists and communists are end up getting convicted or, you know, engage in corruption. In 2018, he attempted to run in the presidential election, but he was disqualified under Brazil's constitution. By the way, is he missing a finger? Looks like. Did you drop it? Did it fall off? Unless his doppelganger's missing a finger. Cyborgs, you know, appendages just kind of fall off. He's missing his pinky. Maybe maybe his winky, too. I don't know. He must have owed something. Gee, that's an interesting concept. Because he did. But anyway. Or he's not good with saws. <laughs> Here, hold my beer. Watch this. All right, <laughs> my fingers in tatters. <laughs> Pick that up for me, will you? I'm going to tell you, folks. You know, again, uh, look. I worked EMS before there was EMS. Keep that up there too, if you don't mind, because I I, I look at this and it just motivates me. But. You, you know, you've never lived until you're looking for a body part, like in the middle of a field. Okay. Did you see that hand anywhere? I No. Did you find that hand yet? Nope. Nope. Well, found the hand, just missing a couple of fingers. Well, we need to get the fingers. Yeah, it, it, it really, 
Okay. And and back then there was no PTSD treatment. You just went into a bar, drank yourself, you know, silly go went home, go to sleep and wake up the next day and got on with business. None of this oh man. My it was such a rough time and I'm gonna have PTSD. I can't work now. Shut up. All right. So this guy, by by all by, by the Constitution of Brazil, shouldn't be allowed to run in any presidential campaign. Now, again, as I speak and as you hear this expert on Brazil, Matthew Terman, and by the way, if I can arrange this, we're going to have a satellite phone call from a source in the midst of what you're about to see. Um... If I, even if I have to record it, okay, to bring you what's really taking place down in Brazil, because it's amazing, it's frightening, but it's historic, okay. But, but see, here's what happened. Now he can't run for president, but in 2019, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Federal Court ruling said, hey, you know what? Um. You really had an unfair trial, so we're going to kind of toss everything out. Not only are we going to toss the charges out, he was supposed to serve 25 years. He served 580 days. And uh, we're going to expunge your record so now you can run for president. So now all the leftist money from all across the world, including but not limited to Soros and other leftists, I, I, look, I'm not going to name any names, but you know the, 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 you know the same people. The reason I'm not going to name any names is because the money was filtered through a number of different uh, uh, mechanisms. And if I can't prove it and they sue me, well, you know what? All right, so... Lula runs against Bolsonaro, the constitutionalist. Think of Bolsonaro as Donald Trump. His goals being make Brazil great again, keep Brazil great. That's this guy. It's Bolsonaro. Or I'm sorry, that's Lula. Thank you. Count the fingers. It's true. All right. You want me to spell Bolsonaro? B A L S O N A R O. Okay. So, anyway, there was an election that was held, and of course, they used nothing but machines. No, no, no right. You know, no write-ins. No, no, no. It was all machines. And wouldn't you know it? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Who wins but Lula? And one of the first people to congratulate this communist putz is Biden. Jake Sullivan last week went down, National, Biden's national security advisor went down to Brazil to congratulate Lula. Now, he's not going to be sworn in. Until the nineteenth, or he's not going to—he's uh, not exactly—but take power the, the, the first. But oh, wait a second! Because of all the unrest, they moved up that certification of the votes. I'm sorry, not sworn in, but the certification of the vote it's supposed to take place on the nineteenth. But instead, they moved it up seven days because that they're they're getting nervous about the unrest that's taking place because Brazil in their constitution article 142 says hey the military can audit the vote if they think there that there's any hanky panky and hanky panky there was so they invoked article 142 there of course you know Biden has never met a communist socialist he de- didn't like and there it is right there there's Lula with Biden about to smooch. Well, you know what? Biden's sniffing his hair. That was just right after the the hair sniffing. They shared some ice cream. They spooned, and they're about to kiss. Hey, can I get a finger? <laughs> we'll have to talk to Hunter and have one of Hunter's friends to get you a, a pinky and maybe a winky. 
But, but, but see, I'm trying to make this fun or at least entertaining because you can, it's dry sometimes. But this, this guy, Lula, is a product. Now, now hold that up there for a second because I'm going to do something here. Is a product of something called the Sao, yeah, Sao Paulo Forum. Sao Paulo Forum. I can never pronounce S A O. Sao Paulo Forum. Sao. Sao. It was founded in 1990 and embraces the Antonio Gramsci, Herbert Marcuse School of economics and social welfare and well they're communists and and this forum this sao paulo forum was sponsored by the soviet union of course now the soviet union ended in 1989 90 supposedly collapsed but they exported their communist agenda to latin and south america you don't think that they're not active so that's what this sao paulo forum is and this guy is big in this now let, let me toss something at you here you re, you remember here just days ago a prisoner swap victor bout the russian arms dealer otherwise known as the merchants of death was traded for, with the Soviet Union, was traded for some lesbianic woman's basketball drug-using person. I'm not sure if I got all the pronouns correct. So, interestingly enough, Victor Bout not only is needed for Russia to supply the small arms in Ukraine. But guess who Victor Bout during his tenure as an arms dealer slash merchant of death, guess who he armed? FARC, F-A-R-C. No, Eric the Tech. <laughs> You're going to make a joke, uh. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Well, what is FARC? FARC, of course, is the revolutionary... Uh, uh, group of Colombia. All right. Understand Latin America, South America. This is all about the communist takeover of the, of the Western Hemisphere. Peru, Argentina, Venezuela, now Brazil. They want to take, and they want. They're taking these countries over. But Brazil is fighting back. The army is fighting back. To explain this a little bit better. Uh. Oh, oh, you know, I mentioned about, uh, I want to go back again. And I, I know you guys hate it when I do this, but I don't, I don't, give me a break. Um, Elon Musk and, and Fauci. Uh, Elon Musk set Twitter ablaze during the weekend by posting the att- attachment one. No. Musk, his own pronouns, speaking of pronouns, Musk, or uh, it would be attachment, Musk pronouns. And you can find this on the internet. And, and well, wait a second, wait a second. No, I, I, in fact, I went deeper on this because this is important as well. This is page five. Did you say that in my ear, page five? Yeah. Okay. Right. Check this out. Elon Musk triggers deep state operative with prosecute Fauci tweet. See, <laughs> Musk said, here are my pro- pronouns, prosecute slash Fauci. All right. And you know who he really reacted? If you scroll down, if you scroll down just, a, I don't know, a, a ways, because you get, you get the regular numbskulls, but he really set off John O. Brennan. You know, that communist slug, John Brennan, and by communist slug, 
former CIA director, former national security advisor for Barack Hussein, Barry Satoro, just one more time, just the tip, Obama. Yeah, that guy. And John O. Brennan, who voted for a communist in 1980, according to his own admissions, said Dr. Fauci is a national hero who will be remembered for generations to come for his innate goodness and many contributions to public health. Despite your business success, you will be remembered most for fueling public hate and divisions. You may have money, but you've got no class. Well, let me tell you about class there, John. Okay, first of all, you ain't got none neither. Okay. Um, Second of all, John... Let's talk. Uh, are, are, when, when you were over in Saudi Arabia, did you or did you not convert to Islam? And then, of course, did you or did you not vote, vote for Gus Hall? As In addition to all of that, after that, did you or did you not serve as the CIA, CIA director? And in that position, what did you do to sell out the United States of America? Let me count the ways. Well, no, let's not. I don't have the time. But uh, I thought that was rather funny, especially with the outgoing Fauci, only to be replaced by Fauci 2.0, Hugh Auchincloss, and the fact that John O'Brennan is just, oh, 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 so upset. Okay, let's get right into this. Brazil, the Valley of Decision. This appeared, uh, this was a live broadcast on Getter. Segment one from source video A. This is about a minute long, so hang in there. Oh, okay. Eric text saying, hey, come on, man. I've had, you know, I haven't been here behind this desk in a couple of couple of days here. Did I do that? All right. Well, it doesn't matter. However you want to do it. It was in the, what they call, what uh, theater mode or whatever they call that. Doesn't matter. Just so people can hear it, see it, even if it's a little dot. All right, here it is. In stealing this election is everything. They they have to steal this election. Am I am I wrong? They have to do. They, this is Brazil. something that there's no bottom to where they will go to steal this. Correct. And they've won so many battles and the war now hinges. If they take Brazil in this next, say, 25 to 40 days, it's over in South America. The whole country, all of the resource rich nations, we're not talking, you know, Guyana, Suriname, but Brazil, Argentina, Chile with the copper, Colombia, Bolivia has been a militant uh, revolutionary Marxist state under Morales and now his uh, subsequent leader, also both incubated by the Sao Paulo Forum. So they are, you know, the stops are out and global press, as always, you know, who's Lenin who said that uh, the capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them? Well, the global media class is that group who is running cover and the the Ivory Tower Academy, the Democrat politicians uh, who think that they're, you know, being just trade you pro trade union. It's so much worse and more overarching than just the trade unionism that was their sleeper cell in the 20th century to pushing these ideas. Jake Sullivan's going down, by the way. You know, we have confirmation. He's going down to Well, let's talk about that. They put at the White House, the White All right, so that that was recorded actually before Sullivan went down last week, but he did go down there, you know, shake the hand, shine the shoes of Lula, who, by the way, like I said, okay, supposedly won the election just like Biden won the election in 2020. You can't make this up. The, the template's the same. The people behind the money, it's the same. The, the party of Davos, the, the Luciferian Satanists, it's the same. It's the same everywhere. But they've got to, they, they, the, the, this is a critical battlefield for, the, uh, for the, the communists. They've got to win in Brazil. They've got to make sure Lula is installed. But since you're on there, I was going to have you show... Uh, we can close with this. What's going on there? Uh, um, have you can have like video five ready. This was sent to me by someone. Not not now, 
um, but toward the end of this show, video five, as to what's video five or there's another one there too that was sent to me by my contact. It's all in Portuguese, and um, so it's just it's just video. But anyway, let's go to segment two, source video A. Now, this is a little bit longer. This is about three and a half minutes. All of this is important. Here it is. White House has put out, I, I want to talk about American involvement here. The CIA went down, as we know from Ber- Bernie Sanders, in the summer. Yep, they've been all over this. They, they, they've lectured Bolsonaro about do not say anything about, about uh, the machines. You can't talk about yep. that. Eduardo actually came to the cyber symposium yep. two, two Augusts ago. In, uh, in 2020 and laid out then what was going to be the problems. You go look at his presentation at the Cyber Symposium in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's quite brilliant how he essentially forewarned us of what was going to happen here. Give us a state of play right now. Jake Sullivan's in route going to be there Wednesday, right? And they've moved uh, everything else up. Yep. So, well, 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 first, you know, Eduardo and all the Brazilian patriots, their big mistake was not taking enough proactive action, just like our big mistake in 2020 when we we're yelling about the media and social media and the, the, the fraudulence and unconstitutional acts of state legislatures and state judiciaries and not taking the action, talking about it and not doing enough. You know, the left is very, very smart and they, they really do live Bismarck's uh, theorem, politics is the art of the possible. Just do it. Just do it. We'll sort it out after. And if we get thwacked back, then we'll just do it again. And so the, the, these judges, uh, the eight Supreme Court judges appointed by Lula, Dilma, and Temer, uh, they met. We talked about how they met in New York, and they knew they were going to win. They booked the room at the Harvard Club well before the election so they could secure it. And so you have the eight communist judges, and I call them communist judges, and some people criticize me for it, say, oh, that rhetoric is too hard. No, it's not. Uh, well, they booked the, the setting at the Harvard Club on 44th Street in Manhattan to meet with these judges to meet with Lula's incoming cabinet members. I mean, the fix was in. They knew it. They knew they were going to win. How would they know that? Especially Funny with the mass that. support Paul Snarrow has, the rallies, uh, even in the indigenous north, which, by the way, that is something that's very fluid right now. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, isn't that funny? Hey, let's rent the venue because it's going to happen. You're going to win. Well, how do you know? Oh, trust me, you're going to win. Well, how do you know? We rigged the friggin' machines. That's how. Let's go to clip uh, segment three because of time. This is, uh, this is about a minute 30. Here it is. Find in the Brazilian Constitution. Luckily, what's also enshrined in the Brazilian Constitution is the military endowed with a right to audit the election, which the court has blocked out, and an article that in a separation of powers dispute, Article 142, the military can exert force. They're given force for a reason. They're the military to stabilize society when there are threats, foreign and domestic. And the threat now is domestic. They need to go in. They need to arrest Marias. They need to arrest these judges. And I guarantee you the House of Cards will fall quite quickly when they start doing the raids and they start putting these guys in cuffs. And then the lower people who are part of the conspiracy will flip very quickly. The machines will be obtained, the source code, the ballot tabulation data that's been scrubbed from the public sites. All of that will be obtained. And the obfuscation by the TSC, the subsidiary court of the STF, the Supreme Court, will 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 buckle. Uh, and that is what needs to happen. We're seeing now deployments of military. Active reservists are being uh, reservists are being activated. They're being picked up over the last 48 to 72 hours. The videos, you know, don't believe Globo, believe your eyes. There is mass military activation all over the country. Uh, I believe that already there's a, what's called the GLO. It's a, sort of a letter for law and order. Uh, Bolsonaro has to sign it uh, to allow the military, it's, you know, he's still commander-in-chief and the, as chief executive uh, of the military, and I believe it's already signed, or if not, it will be shortly. There's a letter floating oh, around. Oh, that's oh, just, hang just, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. So what, uh, again, this is Matthew uh, uh, Tremond, an expert, by the way, and he's been down there in Brazil. Now, um, my source in brazil uh sent me this video this is all in portuguese go ahead and run this in the background i'm going to talk this is the military right now fixing um 
how can I put this, um, the strong military movements of Brazilian army troops. You see, the U.S. military, think about this. Why is this important? Because Bolsonaro refused to allow the U.S. military, his military to be gutted, gutted of conservatives. Don't forget, Bolsonaro is the equivalent of um, Donald Trump, uh, as, as near as I can make that analogy. Now, now think about the U.S. military today as opposed to the Brazilian military. The U.S. military, you've got what? Dick Levine. Um, you know, it's just, of course, that's an honor, honor, mostly an honorary position, but you've got, you've got the head of the military gutting out the military through the slab jabs, through the injecticide. You get the idea, right? But Bolsonaro has that constitutional ability to call up the military and say, hey, you know what? Audit these machines. Audit the source code. Audit, you know, if they don't cooperate, go in and get them. I liken this to, and and there it is, folks. You're not seeing this on the mainstream media. You know why you're not seeing this on the mainstream media? They're afraid to show it to you. All right, you can uh, cut that off. Again, in the interesting interest of time, let's go to segment four. Speaking of gutting the military, this is about a two and a half. Let's see, two, if, my, if my math is right, this is about two and a half minutes. Same audio or same video. Uh, th- this is about the importance of not gutting the military, not putting you know um, transgendered Marines on the front lines. You, you know where they're. They're, uh, their high heels get stuck in the mud. Um, yeah, you get the idea, right? Uh, all right. Here's segment four of Source Video A in the program notes at HagmanReport.com. Listen to this. No. Because, well, Brazil is still a constitutional republic, and hopefully it will remain so after January 1st. That's obviously the risk that we're facing because Lula gets seated, and already his judges have been eviscerating the Constitution, so the constitutional republic may fall. But as a constitutional republic, the military can't just go out and act. Uh, that would be a military coup. The military, and by the way, there is no coup going on. The coup has happened out of the judiciary, a judicial autocracy. And I've got, you know, great experience that you and I have talked about in Poland and Hungary with the post-communist judiciaries that weren't weeded out effectively enough in the 90s in transition. And they continue to run an alternate game behind the game, a game behind the curtain kind of politics. So Bolsonaro is still the commander in chief. He needs to give the go ahead with a stroke of his pen. And if he doesn't, well, then maybe the military will act anyway. I believe he will. And I believe no matter what the military will act, because they're students of communist history in Latin America and elsewhere. And they know that should Lula come in, Lula and his people have telegraphed over the last 10 years that when they held power for 15 years, their big mistake was not gutting the military, was not take, taking the heads of the of the generals so that they could make it their military. So you, you do a redux of what happened under Chavez in 2000 and 2002. He gutted them. He went out and anybody who is independent and not totally allied, much like the Russian transition from Yeltsin to Putin, where it was a a night of the long knives moment where they gutted everybody. Uh, If they don't, if the military doesn't act, they will be first to the gulags. And then they'll be to use another uh, uh, historical uh, footnote from Latin America. Remember in Chile and Argentina, the disparacidos, the disappeared, they will be disappeared. Uh, And so they, you know, even if even if some of these generals are not full philosophical sovereigntists and patriots. They have to do this for their own rational self-interest. Now, there were a few generals who were waffling and who were already pushing, making a deal with Lula to save their own skins and to just comply, you know, go along to get along. And Paulo Figueiredo, our mutual friend and a great Brazilian commentator, media figure, politician, who's sort of in exile here in Florida because he knows how fraud it is in, in Brazil. He named the judges. He named them by name. And that took him off the playing field. They can't do anything when they're, it's like blackmail. 
Yeah. Blackmail is only powerful if uh, if the secret is maintained and you can use it as leverage. Once it's out there, like these guys' identities, they can't go and do these machinations to try and swing the military high command over to Lula. So they're off the chessboard now. So now it comes down to the patriotic generals and admirals, of which there are many. And I believe they act now. I think that, you know, they unconstitutional. All right. So, so you see the importance of the U.S. Uh, of the U.S. military in again. If you take what happened in 2020 as a transparency and place it over Brazil, uh, what happened in Brazil with this latest election, October 30th, you can see now the divergence of events and the consequences therein. And, of course, this is why Sullivan went down to uh, meet with Lula, you know, ahead of any kind of certification, vote certification or swearing in, because Biden is, you know, he's like really excited about the fact that, hey, the New World Order, the WEF, this communist takeover of Latin America, South America, this is really going, it's gaining steam. And I thought that was a very interesting and important segment there. And again, this video is over, this video is about an hour long, so I'm just taking snippets from this. In about a three-minute video, or a three-minute segment here as we close this out, go ahead and segment. Uh, wait a minute, you know what, before I do that, um, let's go to segment six. That way we've got... Uh, Folks, you you can check out the entire video, but let's go to segment six. This is about a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute video segment from the same source video. Here it is. So why does it seem, at least given the fire breather he has been, and really the Trump of the tropics, why has he been so, appears to be passive in these last 35 days? I actually think it's, and you and I have talked about this, I think it's exactly the right thing. It is not his job as executive now to adjudicate some of these things. It's the military's job to adjudicate separation of power dispute. In theory, it's the court's job to adjudicate election uh, oversight. They have fallen down on that job, which has set up this dispute between these powers. If Bolsonaro was leading, and you know, I think he learned from Trump. Trump in 2020, we saw what the media, we saw what the left, we saw what the global political left did. I think Bolsonaro learned from that. And he said, you know what, I can't really do anything except dig my own grave. If I'm you know, leading from the front on this, then the court will arrest me. They will say that I am engaging a coup. Now, the reality is, as we know, the coup has gone on through the judicial dictatorship. The coup has been going on for years now, for multiple years, arresting Bolsonaro congressmen and right-wing journalists. The coup is going on with the election and the machines and the non-compliance with the mandatory military overseen audit. That's the coup. What would go on now is a counter-coup or a quelling of the coup, but of course we know how it will be spun. It would be spun that Bolsonaro is leading an insurrection and a coup to retain power in sort of the Latin American tradition from the 70s, and he knows that that is not a position that's sets him up for winning. So it is the best thing he could do is not be leading from the front on this. I think it's admirable because I'm, he's a, I know him. I, I, you know him. I mean, he's a proactive guy. He believes in God. He believes in, you know, doing what's right. He's an incredibly moral person with incredible, when I met with him at the Brazilian white house, he told Jason and myself and our mutual friends, he said, this is going to end one of three ways. I win, I'm arrested or they kill me. I mean, he's known what he's up against. He's got a clarity of vision and perspective. This is a guy who fought communists within Brazil. This is a guy who was in the military for his career before he entered Congress. Uh, He knows what the history is, and he knows the global media, how they will spin this. Uh, You know, and I, I said this yesterday in the rally speech. I said, you know what? It's been hard this last month. And the Brazilian patriots... By the to the tune of ten million on the street, right, rain or shine, has been unbelievably inspirational, and their 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 uh, their fortitude could only be built because they believe in their country and they believe in a higher power. They're not scared yeah. of the of the communists. They have to fight, and they know. I that want to talk more. about those tens of millions in the street, not. But, but one second, but one second. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But the Brazilian people, I told them yesterday, and I yeah. hope this gets far and wide. If the military acts, if they arrest the judges, if they put in some sort of caretaker transition governments, whether it's Bolsonaro or not, we should talk about that. What would be their best move politically? But whatever happens, the hard part begins the moment the global media actually starts paying attention to this, which will be the moment the cuffs are slapped on these absolute evil miscreants who have tried to steal Brazilian sovereignty. That's when the media will pay attention. And then it will be 
Hell hath no fury like a globalist media cabal scorned, and they will come in guns blazing. The New York Times, the Washington Post, the BBC, the FT, the uh, the CBC in Canada, uh, the Economist, Agency France Press, all of it. All of a sudden, Europe will be awakened to what's gone on in Brazil. Well, not what's gone on, what's going on now. The spin will be Bolsonaro executes a coup. So you have to defend against that ahead of it proactively. And now we're going to have to, and I talked about this with you on the show the other day, we're going to have to marshal all the forces of information opposition we have, which are actually considerable, especially now that Twitter is a little more unleashed because social media was so compressed and that we have alternatives like Getter. Let me ask you about that. Elon I didn't think anyone could talk faster than uh, uh, Ted Brower, but that was wrong. Um, That's the bottom line. Look, if Brazil loses this, if Bolsonaro loses this in Brazil, there is no, you will not be able to see bottom. The abyss is that great. The takeover, the communist takeover, the World Economic Forum, the party of Davos, these, these communist pigs will take over the Western Hemisphere, including the U.S. and Canada. And of course, notice uh, Justine, thank you. Uh, I, I don't know who to thank on the uh, comment section. Justine Trudeau, okay. Um, indeed. Um, should be Justine Castro. They even they uh, they do mention that, and how this has really played out over the last several decades. So your homework assignment, folks, do me a favor: make sure you share this far and wide. Make sure you get some background information on the Sao Paulo Forum, um, and understand the critical nature of what's taking place in Brazil. The fact that we could lose the entire Western Hemisphere. Uh, especially, again, in this case right now, Central and uh, South America. South America, of course, Brazil, Peru, um, uh, you know, Venezuela, Argentina. Look, we've lost Venezuela, essentially. Um, Venezuela was once a thriving country. Look at it now. Okay, that's a, a picture into, a view into where the U.S. will be in just a few short years. The last thing I want to show you is... Um, uh, but uh, but uh, let's go to um, real quick here, page two. Um, Biden's recognition of Lula's win is a rebuke of Trumpism. All right, now I'm not. I, look, I, I I don't agree with. I don't even agree with that sentence, except to say what this is, is an acknowledgement. This has appeared in the nation. What this is, is an, an acknowledgement, a congratulatory handshake to the communist dictates of this new world order. Okay, that's where that picture came from. You know, Joey Two Scoops along with uh, Lula Fourfingers. Okay. Yeah, it's a Joey with attached earlobes. Oh, yeah, with attached earlobes as opposed to the danglers. But that's a story for another day. We covered that a little bit last week. Very interesting indeed. Folks, perilous times. We live in perilous times. And understand right now, pray that we need to pray for the people of Brazil. We need to pray for the patriots out there who are standing firm and saying, "No, you're not going to you're not going to change this country into a communist country." Because what they're doing right now is what we should have done on the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, the 9th, and even today in this country and said, "You know what? You're not going to steal this from the United You're not going to steal this from the people." But that's what we allowed to happen. I don't know, Cheetos, Cheetos dust and Pringles dust on your shirt watching Netflix. I, I, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is constitutional remedies do exist, did exist, and we can still fight. We lose Brazil, or if Brazil is lost, may God help us all. Folks, thank you so much for listening. If you think it was worthy, please post this on your social media. And tell others about this program, The Hagman Report. May God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.